This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of Bushwitch Breakaway is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. I really appreciate them giving whatever they can to support this podcast. We have a lot planned coming up with the season just right around the corner. Uh, we have a website launching. We have a lot more things in the works. I hope you guys stay tuned. Uh, today's episode is on the Traverse City tournament. And the next week, we're going to do a mailbag because I'm going to be in Europe. Follow me on Instagram at Mead. That's O-H Ryan Mead. I'll be putting out a bunch of food pics, me getting blacked out drunk at Oktoberfest, and a bunch of other stuff. Stay tuned. Love you all. Here we go. Oh, God. Hey, Bullshit Breakaway fans. Welcome to another edition of the Bullshit Breakaway. I'm here with Sleepy Time Greg and our good friend James Clark, a resident prospect expert, whatever title I give you. Jay, uh, let's go. Greg, say hello. Oh. Uh, Greg, you just woke up. Uh, any words you want to say? Right. No. You're I was, good? I was, I was nice and sleeping. And well, well, welcome to the Traverse City Tournament Extravaganza Preview and conclusion, all of the same podcast, even though there's only been two games recorded. We brought our friend James Clark on to uh, talk about each individual player on the Traverse City Tournament lineup uh, and sort of kind of break them down. We, you've done this before. You came on last Wait, year. What was he, that? We can't just speak generally? What do you mean? We can't speak generally? We, you said each individual player. That's a lot of players. Okay, we could just – all right, I just want to touch on like well, the key <laughs> ones. Are you, are you, Spoiler uh, alert. What else do you have to talk about? Don't matter. <laughs> Oh, the bed is so far away and yet so close. Okay, so we'll go through the big names. How about that? There, there you go. Now you're using I'll touch on the big names, uh, which I will still mispronounce from the Traverse City Tournament, and James will kind of break them down like he's done a thousand times on this podcast before. How's that sound? Huh. Good good for you, Greggy? Yeah, there's... Are you eating cereal right now? <laughs> I hear cereal. Is something moving? I don't know why you hear cereal. Okay. It might be the spiders. Like, there might be one on. Phone. Okay. Well, I, know. I don't know. All right, let's I'm start. Tired. I'm too tired. To I'm going to introduce James now. James, it's a pleasure to have you back, my friend. 
Oh, I get to talk now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Uh, usually, <laughs> thanks, we'd, we'd thanks for having you, me back. We'd bring you on later. This time, you know, just gonna have you on from the start. Kind of trying to get. Uh, we, we're recording a back to back tonight. We're doing the first, uh, the Traverse City, and then we're gonna do. Since I'm leaving the country on Wednesday, we're gonna do a uh, mailbag, which we asked a bunch of questions for. Could James, you ask the question that I will answer on that, and we're gonna record that tonight too. So uh, that'll ask a question. Yeah, awesome. you asked uh, the beer question. So. Uh, oh. Yes, the answer to that question is yes. Uh, yeah, definitively. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, that's a whole other, another podcast. So that'll be coming up next week for everyone. Uh, we're going to have a mailbag that's coming out next week on uh, Tuesday morning. And then um, upon my return, it will be jet lag 2017, uh, the episode where I sound just like Greg right now. Mm. So, uh, Greg, before we start, any any questions on the Traverse City Tournament, bro? Uh, I know I won. We won? Yes, we did win. We did win a game. It's been two games, correct? Wait. I know. That's why I said we won and won. Oh, we won and won. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, actually, I do want to touch on this really quickly before we actually do get started with the Traverse City Tournament. The uh, the logos and designs were released for the Winter Classic today. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I'll wait. Anyone? I, I didn't actually see them, so oh, no, I have Okay. No All right, Gregory? No? Uh, no. Okay, I have I'm thoughts. I'm sure I'll have thoughts at another time. <laughs> Fire electric podcast from Gregory. Uh, I'm not helping either. Are the jerseys available for me to? They are. The jerseys are not available. The logos are out. I think I will go. I I don't care. I don't care until the jerseys are there. I will talk about this right now. I hate this retro kind of look. It's missing something. It's it's pretty much the 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 Rangers shield, but it says NY with periods in between it uh, in in a nasty red color. Not not your typical red. It's it's pretty unappealing. Uh, does it does it look like the last winter classic jersey? Uh, I have to compare them. I don't know the last one off the top of my head, but I, I will say this one. It, it looks like they were going for the sort of the retro feel of things. Because uh, that's what the last one looked like. The last feels one feels off. Basically looked. It's if, like a jersey from the. If 30s. you go check it out right now, I don't know. I hope the jersey turns out better than the banners, but the banners are pretty underwhelming uh, so far. I, I wanted to like it at first. I was like, oh, cool, they're going to be out. Um, they're like, I think the top post on, on Reddit right now or something like that. Uh, I don't actually care enough to look. Yeah, that's great. This is, you know what I like about this podcast, guys, is that everyone cares so much. Like, I just bring on Gregory, just brings the fire. James comes on, has all the information. And then there's me. I don't know anything. So we're really starting out hot. Uh, Greg and I are not dissimilar. We just disagree on everything. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. So we, I go check out the jerseys, guys. They're pretty lame in my – the jerseys aren't out. Go check out the banners and stuff like that. Pretty lame in my I, opinion. I, I see no post on Reddit right now. There's a post about the Mighty Ducks action – or I'm on our hockey. Is it on our Rangers? Yes, I sir. Know. It is not our hockey. Uh, I, don't, I don't go to our Rangers that much, spoiler alert. Oh, I do, uh, unfortunately, because I, I spend a lot of my time there. I wish it was more active. I wish there was more people uh Oh, God, that logo is trash. Right? It's that not is good. fucking awful. Yeah, it is. If that's on a jersey, I'm not buying it. If any that's problem. on the front of a jersey, that's pretty bad. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the worst jerseys in sports, but it's the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers B costume, and uh, it reminds me similar of that. It, it's just lazy and uh, uninspiring. Listen, if you're going retro bullshit, the only answer is the Lady Liberty jersey. Just give me a Lady Liberty jersey. The Lady Li- Liberty jersey is awesome. There's like it's it's a nice throwback. I think it's great. I know it, it took some hate for a while. Hank has it on his helmet this year. I'm all about that jersey. Doesn't he have Lady Liberty on his helmet every year? Uh, I'm not sure it was last year. I thought he had the lightning stripes. Maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Doesn't doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Let's do some Traverse City. So this tournament's going on. Why don't you explain to the people that don't know, like you did last year? But we have uh, we've have some more listeners now. So give me a layman's terms of what happens at the Traverse City tournament. Fair weather fans showing up late. Uh, no, it, it's, it's basically just a, a collection of teams get all their top 
in quotation marks, prospects together, and they throw them in a rookie tournament for a weekend, and city and good old Michigan. Um, it's not good hockey. It's never been good hockey. Usually the games are garbage, but you get a good look at players against their peers, and, you know, the refs are NHL refs. The They put together members of the coaching staff get sent there to kind of run things, and they pick and choose who they're going to get, and it's a good way for teams to evaluate who they're going to throw some camp invites to. A lot of the players on uh, Traverse City rosters are completely free agents. They're not signed any deals. And you just sort of have them play against, you know, similar competition for a couple of games in a weekend. And, and you get a decent look at who you might want to invite to a training camp. But the games are pretty much worthless from like an actual talent evaluation level. So I, I tuned into one for like maybe five minutes to see what Sean Day and some other people were going to talk about were up to. It's among it's among the worst hockey you will ever watch. Yeah, uh, I kind of turned it off, and I felt like a bad podcast host because I was like, ooh, Traverse City Tournament, I'm desperate for hockey. I need some of this in my life. And then I was like, I can't really watch this. That's fine. I'll watch all four games all the way through. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for you. This is why you're here, my friend. Let's, let's go through some of the players on the roster, uh, sort of one by one. The big names only for Greg. Uh, I do want to start with third round, uh, sort of mysterious prospect, Sean Day. Uh, I know we've talked about Sean Day a lot of this podcast. He's about three years away from, from maybe even making the NHL. Is that correct? Uh, that's yeah. If he makes the NHL, he's about three years away. Right. From what I've read and from what I've heard from you, his development has gone sort of swimmingly so far, right? Yep. But here's the problem. Sean Day's still super lazy. Hmm. And he's been super lazy in both these Travis City games. And I'm like, great. He'll make three great plays where he's just like, I can skate. and I can move this puck. And then it'll be 50 minutes of him just going, eh, whatever. And I don't know. It sounds like I kind of like Sean Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sh- Sean Day is, is the Greg Kaplan of hockey players. He's like, I made a good play. What, what more do you want from me? I'm going to go get some pizza. One good point. Yeah, sounds like my guy. Yeah. That's... Sounds like my <laughs> Sean Day jersey is the next Greg jersey immediately. Um. All right, so the thing is, you say so you think he's sort of lazy, but he doesn't have, like, the hustle. He has the talent and can't put it together. Like, has that always been the case he's, with him? Remember John Moore? He's like John Moore. Okay. Like, he's a really good skater, and I want to punch him in the face 50% of the time. Because there's just simple plays he just does not make. Like, John Moore has had a decent NHL career, though. That's fair, but he's still among the most frustrating defensemen to ever play for the Rangers. Like, it, not, I'm not saying he's a bad player. But you look at a guy like John Moore and you go, oh, you have a lot of potential and you just sort of just fall back on the one thing you're good at over and over again. Which is to make three big plays a game and eat pizza? I mean, they're both elite level skaters. I don't know. I don't know what Day or Moore's opinion on pizza is. Day better like pizza. He's going to be a New York Ranger. I, I hope. I mean, with, do I even hope anymore? We're going to get into the defense. but We have so much depth now uh, that it's it's pretty... Let's actually talk about Alexei Beres-Gozlov, which I think I did correctly there. That was pretty good. Hey, nice job. Nice job. That was was pretty good. We're Uh, we're going to give it to him. It's close enough. Beres-Gozlov, right? Nope. No? No, no. Beres-Gozlov. 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 Damn it. God damn it. Let's just call him Bear-Gloves. Bear-Gloves. Just call him Alexei. Just call him Alexei for your sake. So he is sort of a controversial figure going into the season. The reason I say that is because he has the cause to go back to Russia, and there's a good chance he might because – Will he make the team? Uh, and and if he makes the team, will he be playing? How's his play been so far? He looks like a guy who's played in the KHL playing against children. He's also been pretty lazy, but he's kind of been it in the opposite regard, where I feel like he doesn't really need to try. Like, these games are v- way beneath him. Like, so th- he looks bored, honestly. This is a joke for him. 
yeah, it's pretty much a joke. Like, he played in the KHL, he played on a decent team, and he played against some really hard competition in the KHL. And These now, games while, mean nothing to him. For a while, I thought it was interesting that the Rangers were choosing not to play Barry Glazov and Pionk together, even though they ends. But then the more I thought about it, the more I realized I think it's smart for the Rangers to get individual looks at both the guys not playing together because they're going to be direct competition with each other for a roster spot. So it's not as important to see how those two play, see how those two play individually and separating them on defensive lines to me in that regards. And I think, I still think it's Barry Glazov making this team. I've, I've said yeah, I think that you're probably right. I think he'll probably make the team as the seventh defenseman. But I, I think well, he should be the sixth. But there's no scenario where Mark Stahl's not playing. So well, he, he's been playing with um, Sergei Zubrovsky. I think has been his main defensive partner for most. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Sergei is uh, going to AHL. He might even spend another year in uh, juniors. I thought. No, nah, he he won't go back to Regina. He'll he'll go and yes, his juniors team is called Regina Ryan. You can laugh at that. Uh, he'll he'll go to the Wolfpack. Um, so they've they, that's been an interesting pair. They've been good together, but I'm pretty sure most of that is just Alexi being already I having think everything. Pressure. Everything I've read about Zabrowski is he's very much an unfinished product. So it wouldn't surprise me if Barrett Glazov is just kind of muscling around. Ryan, my Ethernet is plugged in. I don't know what you're talking about. Perfect. Because you were breaking up a little bit, so just calling it out. I was trying to yeah, be no, trying try to be trying to be secretive about it, but we'll just call it in the podcast. So there you go. So weird. So, um, so weird. All right. Sometimes the internet just breaks up here. I don't know what to do about it. So we'll figure it out in the future. Um, so uh, Virgi- that's my that's I mean, my my Barry, yeah my Barry Glazov take is has never changed, and um, Travers isn't doing anything to change it. It's only kind of affirming. I mean, he will make the he he, he will make it's, the Rangers it's that whether or not he deserves to make the Rangers. If, even if he's bad in, in preseason and even if he's bad in the games he plays, they'll give him a pretty long leash. So that brings me to... They, don't want, they, they, won't, they don't want him to go back to Russia. Doesn't you know, that bring can... us to Neil Pionk like, pretty immediately? Because he's the other person that's going to be trying to make this team. Um, yeah, Neil, Neil Pionk's not making the Rangers. Minduleth in, in the flesh. So you do you think there's no chance he makes the team? Make the team. I think there's a chance. Uh, he's, he's been, been really good at the tournament, though. Barring a lot of it's, injuries, it's gonna re- he's not going to make the team. Barring a lot of injuries or Alex D'Angelo completely catering, it's just Ale- Alex D'Angelo. And, eh? Who's a- Alex D'Angelo? AD. Anthony, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony D'Angelo. Whatever, whatever. Tony D. Tony D. Caters, Pionk might make the team, but I don't know if there's, regardless of how you feel about him as a human being, uh, it would be bad for the Rangers if he cratered. So, hopefully... I mean, you have, you have four young defensemen who are going to be fighting for a chance to make the team in camp. That's a lot of that's a lot of guys who want basically no spots. Well, you also traded, you know, your top center for one. So that guy's got to play, uh, at least in my mind. Like you traded for the asset of obviously the pick who might also be playing, Leah Anderson. We'll get to in a second. But you also traded for uh, Tony D. And now if he's not playing, you know, does, does that kind of nullify the trade a little bit for you? Not really. I mean, you can send Tony D back to the AHL if you want to. I love saying That's Tony D. The amount, the, amount, the amount of time the Rangers have, have spent this offseason doing interviews with D'Angelo and doing basically player snapshots of D'Angelo, I'm not saying that means everything, but I'm also saying it doesn't mean nothing. Rangers 
have a plan in place for D'Angelo to be their fifth defenseman this year. I, I honestly, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if D'Angelo plays with Shea. Honestly, that oh wouldn't. God, Brandon that, Smith just getting the shaft every day. Paying him four point two five million dollars a year, he's a good defenseman, and we're just going to play him on the third l- line. Listen, Mark Stahl. What? what no, a team if you is. if you think it's not going to be Stahl, McDonough, like Smith, Shaddy for no fucking reason, you're out of your mind. Because that's totally it. Cannot happen. be that. I will throw a fit. There's no way. He, he, Mark Stahl cannot play top line minutes. He just can't. I'll freak out. Yeah. Well, either way, the training camp has been. <laughs> Boosted as this, uh, there, people are saying there are going to be competitions in training camp. I honestly think the Rangers roster is set because I don't, I don't see a scenario barring injury where the Rangers seven defensemen aren't McDonough, Shattenkirk, Shea Smith, D'Angelo Stahl, and Barrett Glazov. And I don't see any way where their four centers aren't Zibanejad, Hayes, Anderson, and Dayarnay. Like, counterpoint, Nick Holden still exists. Yeah, but I, I just think he's going to get traded for a draft pick for whichever team suffers the worst defenseman injury. Or if, I don't know, uh, the mm, there's a team out there with only three defensemen, and it's slipping my mind. I saw it the other day. Like who is it? three total? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I don't, remember, I don't remember who it is. But, there, I mean, there are teams right now that could use a defenseman. How Maple much does Holden did, make? Like a million one bucks? 1.65 cap hit, I believe. I wonder if the Capitals could afford him. Can the mm, Capitals afford anything? Know. I'm pretty sure they're yeah, pretty strapped on cash. Yeah, they're, they're kind of. They're, but I, I would like to subject the Capitals to Nicholas Holden. I want. I'm pretty sure the only that flat out can't afford Nick Holden are the Red Wings. I think everyone else has cap space to make a move. Man, the Red Wings are so bad. Uh, yeah, that's that's a whole other conversation, guys. Poor guys. Uh, Let's move on to. Imagine this was a Red Wings podcast. That'd be fantastic. No. We'd just be sitting here like, well, we're fucked. You well, know. it was a real. Let's, let's talk about the last twenty five years. That's what that. Spo- spoiler alert: Our prospect pool is better than the Red Wings prospect pool by a pretty wide margin. Well, now especially. Um, but yeah, yeah. Where, where would you rank? Just a quick side sidebar here. Where would you rank our prospect pool now in the NHL? Seventeenth, twentyish. Okay. That's still pretty low. It's, I would say twenty-ish. It's not good, huh? It's better. It depends if if Anderson and, and Hithel are good. I mean, you move up a couple of spots, but it's Who, not good, Bob. Who's like the stacked? The, like who's like the top three stacked teams right now? Uh, the Flyers yeah. are pretty stacked in terms of prospects. Uh, Hate hearing that. Yeah, they're pretty good. The the Carolina Hurricanes are pretty stacked in terms of prospects. Uh, so, so Maple Leafs aren't that bad, any, even with all they've graduated. No, the Maple Leafs, Maple. I might, I'd probably go Flyers, Hurricanes, Leafs. I throw the, I throw the Winnipeg Jets in there somewhere, depending on how their players progress in the next couple of years. God, I am not it's excited not, for not, the. It's mostly Eastern Conference teams are pretty, pretty stacked right now. Great, that's wonderful. Especially uh, ones that played our division. Uh, Columbus is no joke either, actually. Uh, what do you think about Columbus this year? I know we're getting off track. Are you on? Yeah, we'll get back to the, we'll get back to the. I'm not on the bandwagon. You're not. Right. No, not really. I'm kind of on the. They fall off too. I'm kind of back onto that train. I, I just I just feel like they caught lightning in a bottle and now they're not going to get it back. I feel like that power. They're not going to have the same like power play that they had for a good three months to start the season last year, and they kind of died out on that power play for a while. They're still a good team. Don't get me wrong, but uh, God, the Metro. I don't so know. I, I, yeah, the Metro's pretty good. All right. I still think they're a playoff team. For sure, but I don't know what they do with being a playoff team. 
Jeez. All right, let's talk there's, about some other players on this team before we. There's literally three cars in the parking lot, and this bitch just parked behind my car. Is this like <laughs> there's a hundred spaces open in my parking lot, and she left her lights on. I hope her car dies. That's fine. What, kind of, what kind of car is it? It's a nice car. It's it's a it's like a high end. Uh, I didn't get a good look. It's I a 1990 it's like a, Diablo Lamborghini. No, it, it's okay. like a it's like a newish Honda. Okay, yeah, it's same thing. Honda. Pretty close. You're barred for nice cars and newish Honda. <laughs> yeah, newish Honda. Uh, yeah, I drive a Honda Fit. Anything's a nice shout car. Out to, to me, shout out to right? Fit Bros. Shout out to Fit Bros. Um, uh, I no longer drive a car, but Ford Taurus for life. Oh, damn it, her lights turned off. What a bitch. <laughs> anyway, Ryan Grupp, another prospect uh, we want to hit on. Someone we've kind of been talking about for almost two years now. Uh, any any updates on him? Or is he still sort of struggling where he is? He looks better than I thought he would, honestly. Um, I think Ryan Grupp will have to prove himself in the next two years in the AHL. He's got to prove that he wasn't, you know, kind of a passenger on Barzal's line in the uh, WHL. I mean, he's still got a pretty lethal shot. And again, my thing with Grapp is people have like, oh, he needs to be like a top six forward. No, because he's like the last piece in the Carl Hagelin deal. If he becomes a moderately decent bottom six forward, I'm fine with that. Because that's all Carl Hagelin is anyway. He just, he needs to have a good season in the AHL. Like, I honestly, I don't put a lot of, expectations on prospects in the AHL, but my trust in Grapp is so low that if he doesn't eclipse 40 points for Hartford this year, I'm going to be very disappointed. Hartford's not going to be good this year. Like they're going to be, they're going to be worse than they were last year. Oh, I don't think that's possible. I think they're going to be worse than they were last year. I think they have, they have a legitimate goaltender this year, which is something they didn't have last year. And they have actual talent on the roster, which was barren. And they have a coach that is going to be willing to actually play young guys as opposed yeah, to putting I, I like players on the top line. They, 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 <laughs> oh, God, it's it's bad. Uh, can you tell me who led the Wolfpack in points last year? Uh, I think I can. It's not great. Was it uh, Was it Tambellini? It was not Tambellini. I can't answer this question. There's no chance. Whoever it was is less than 45 points. It, nope, they had 55. 32 goals, 23 assists. <laughs> Uh, I'll just name a name. Ready? Tim Gettinger. Nailed it. Tim Gettinger has not played for the Wolfpack. It was Nicholas Jensen. Loved it. Wow. Nis- oh, wow. Right. Yeah, okay. Jeez. Yeah, he was a 30-goal scorer for the Wolfpack last year. That's how fucking bad they were. He averaged like 24 minutes a night. Uh, Tambellini was pretty good, actually. Tambellini finished third in points. He had like 40. Well, actually, let's talk about the goaltender we signed sort of down in the AHL right now. Uh, I, his name slips my mind. Oh, let's, you said, you said... Was that Greg? Hello? You said Gettinger. Let's talk about him because everyone's kind of hot in his trot right now. All right, let's do that. So Tim Gettinger, uh, give it to me, uh, James. Oh yeah, give, give it to you. give it to me, Greg. Let me, let me get your hot takes. Greg, on give me give me it give me it, Greg. Uh, Gettinger. I, I have I don't have hot I don't have hot takes. I just noticed he's climbed up people's prospect boards. I was an, I was always a big in fan of that confession. Um, I watched him a lot when he played for Sault Ste. Marie. He's kind of like a poor man's Brian Boyle. He's not really good at anything, but he's pretty decent at a lot of things. He plays center. He plays wing. You can even play defense a little bit. He's he's giant. He's like six foot six. So you can park his giant frame in front of people on the power play and get those you know deflection goals. He's really really good on the penalty kill. He skates kind of funny. Not that he's slow. He just has like tall guy stride. Where I don't know if he's gonna kick himself out with his left leg or go thirty miles an hour. He's a strange player. He he's climbing up people's prospect boards because he's potentially. You know, a decent look at, at some center depth and some bottom six forward depth for the Rangers, which is a good thing. He's a useful prospect. 
All right. I'm not really happy with how they're playing him in this tournament because they haven't played him at center at all. Is that his natural and, position? Yeah, he's a natural center. Okay. I don't know. I I don't know why they're shifting him to the wing. They're trying to make him like a power forward. Because you got to get Gabriel really Fontaine like minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Did you just call him Gabriel? Yeah, Gab- Gabriel. <laughs> How do you say Gabriel. his name? Gabriel. Gabriel. I say Gabriel. <laughs> Shit, I can't read. Um, it's pretty impressive. Let's. Uh, I'm. I'm. Yeah, that's that's great. It's fucking wonderful. Let's talk about the goaltender. Is is the goaltender for the HL? What's his name this year? Actually, it's I with the guy. The goaltender we signed down this year. I, it's escaping my brain. That's why I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, I know it, it looks like Gorgajev, but I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Is it Alexand- Alexander Gorgajev? It's pretty close, yeah, Gorgachev. Uh, we can go with that. All right. Um, He's looked okay. Uh, Again, he, he's... Anytime Beric Lazov or Pionk aren't on the ice, it's a defensive shit show. So, he, he's not having the best time in this tournament. I'd be interested to see him at least get one game in the preseason. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be the Wolfpack starter, though. Didn't we kind of sign him to be the Wolfpack starter? Uh, it's possible. I mean, but I mean the the Wolfpack—they're still not going to be good. And when they're not good, they become this carousel garbage fire of play a bunch of goalies. I think they played six goalies last year, which is not good. Uh, it, it'll be between him and Halverson. All right. I mean, sounds, I, that I just, sounds less promising than what I expected out of, I out don't, of him. I don't. I don't think it's humanly possible for Wolfpack to be as bad as they were last year. I don't see how they're going to be better, honestly. All they have to do is just have to try, and they can be better. Like I, it, it's it, the coaching. The coaching change, I think, is a massive, massive deal. They're still not good. Like they're, I'm not. I'm not trying to say they're going to win the fucking Calder. I'm just saying there's just zero chance in my mind they're as bad. At worst, like the problem with the team last year is not only were they bad, like at least this year, I expect them to develop players. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. I'm not expecting a team that has Bunieves as a top six center to necessarily compete for a championship. I don't think he was a top six center last year, even on the Wolfpack. Listen, you're like Team Bunieves is your second center. Uh, no, he didn't play top six center for the Wolfpack last year. He didn't. He played like third line center. Yeah, but again, that's because the staff was fucking terrible. I'm not again. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to trumpet Bunieves as like, oh, he's got to get more minutes. I'm just saying he's the second best center on that team, and that's part of the problem. Yeah, I won't. I won't disagree that he was the second best center on the team. See, aren't you like on team Bunieves? I'm a big. I'm a Bunieves fan, but like, you know, the Wolfpack aren't going to be any better than they were last year. They're just not. It's just not going to happen. Bet. Oh, okay. Uh, the. I bet you that the Wolfpack do not finish beyond bottom five. I bet you they will have more points. Uh, okay, I might not take that bet. <laughs> you just said there's no way they're going to be. You literally are going back onto everything you just said. How much do you want to put on it? I'll, I'll make this bet. Two beers. We'll do, we'll do, uh, well, hold, hold on. How much money did you pay me this offseason? I'll do double or nothing. <laughs> Hey, uh, literally, fuck yourself. It was forty-two dollars. <laughs> All right, so let's let's uh, let's go it. Let's do it. Uh, I'll do twenty just to make sure that I walk away with a little green. Uh, twenty bucks, sure. Twenty I'll twenty bucks. The Wolfpack finished this season with more points than did last year. Okay, I'll take that bet. Welcome to the Done. betting podcast, everyone. My name is Ryan. I'll, Mead. Every I time Kaplan and I have a conversation, it descends into me and him having an argument and then putting money on it. Uh, that's I don't I don't bet. That's the only reason that me and Greg don't do that. 
Yeah, usually me being right too. That's why I like making bets with you. You're one of the few people I actually make money off of. Oh my god. Hey, uh, we're one for one. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. right. Uh, yeah, that like I said, you're one of the few people I actually make money <laughs> off. Of. <laughs> oh fuck you, fuck you, Kathleen. All right, let's uh let's keep going here with the let's names. Let's go through some more names. Let's go through some more names that we got. We'll we'll we got two more to go pretty much here. Then we're done with this uh Traverse City tour. Most one of, one of them. One of them Malte Stromwell. It's not. Do you want it to be? No. I okay. don't. I just like that name. Okay. Uh, one's Tyroning. I remember you yeah. talking to me about Tyroning before, and he kind of shot up the prospect charts too, right? Yeah, he still doesn't have a contract. <laughs> they still haven't signed him to his entry-level contract. Is that very weird? It's a little weird that they haven't signed him to an entry-level contract. Now, uh, tell me like a little bit about his game. Why is he not signed? I don't actually have an answer to why he's not signed. Uh, he played for the Wolfpack last year on a... Uh, I think an amateur tryout. Um, he was pretty good for the Wolfpack. Uh, Ty Rowning is also a natural center, but he's kind of small. He's like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, he's 5'9", nine. Nine listed here. Uh, uh, he's probably closer to five. He's actually only 167 pounds. That is pretty tiny. Yeah, he's pretty small. He's a water bug, though. He's really fast. Uh, he's kind of like Tyler Johnson a little bit. Not as talented, obviously, but he's kind of like Tyler Johnson. Uh, his father was Cliff Rowning, who played on the 94 Canucks team. Sorry, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, you kind of like him. He's kind of pesty as well. He's kind of a shit disturber. I like that. Uh, kind of in that Brendan Gallagher mode of, oh, well, if I can't score a goal, I'm just going to make you take five penalties against me. I just love those kind of players. I'm really drawn to them. Um, he'll probably be, no, that's not, he'll definitely be on the Wolfpack this year. Uh, he was really good on a garbage Vancouver team. Okay. He played for the Vancouver uh, Giants, I think they're called, in WHL. I like his game a lot. He's a pretty solid two-way player, uh, very fast, tiny. Again, I don't think he's an NHL center. He'll get shifted to the wing like every short guy who plays center, Tyler Johnson notwithstanding. You, you just kind of can't be 5'9 and be an NHL center. It doesn't really work. It doesn't. Uh, as, a guy, no. as a guy who's 5'8, uh, you know, not try, can't really be a center. I've tried to. It's tough in my life. But I also, I also, I also think they just realized they have something in Ronning just because they're putting him on lines with Anderson in the Travers. I don't like. I think again, this kind of goes along the lines of I think they're intentionally not pairing Pionk and Baraglazov to get better looks at them individually. I think they're trying to put Anderson with players that are specifically going to either help the Rangers this year or in the near future because they want Anderson to play right away. Like they're not putting Anderson with scrubs. They're not. They're not trying to. The one line change between the first two games is the top line um, of I think it wasn't isn't it Grop Anderson running I think it that, was for both that games was, that, that was the first line for the first game I think Koufax played on the top line in the second game but I think he got both running running and running and Anderson were still there and I think, yeah running and Anderson yeah. haven't been separated so far through this tournament and uh, I think I think there are very few things you can read into in this tournament. I think that's one of the things you can. I think that's the Rangers valuing Ronnie's play because they are willing to have Anderson play with him in these kind of situations where the games don't matter, but the development still does. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. That's in in terms of the forward with. prospects, Ronnie is probably the most developed outside of Anderson that you could. You, if you were going to put him with somebody who is closer to NHL talent or AHL talent, even it, it would be him. So, uh, that kind of leaves us with the last name, Leas Anderson. Uh, how has he performed so far? I know it's only been two games, but, uh, you know, it's kind of the, our first taste of him in a Ranger jersey. Uh, give me the rundown. He doesn't look overmatched. He doesn't look, uh, like, barn burner impressive, but he doesn't look overmatched. He's been fine. Uh, I wouldn't get 
you know, too excited about anything he's done so far in the tournament. But again, the games don't matter. Like I always go back to the example, Ryan Bork used to light these tournaments up. And he was like a semi-decent AHL player. He doesn't look overmatched. His skating is there. His decision-making is there. He's not putting up any points. That's fine. He's fine. Right now, and this is a dumb question, so get ready. <laughs> you ready? All right. Yeah. Who's a better player in general, Buchnevich or Leas Anderson? Buchnevich. Okay. Buchnevich. I know that's why I said it was a dumb question, but I kind of wanted to set the sort of um, tiering list for people out there who might think that Leas Anderson is not, is like this end-all be-all, where I think Buchnevich is like a, a very talented player. Um, Buchnevich has become underrated. And I agree. I, He's I, become I, underrated because our coach won't play him. I think he might have been uh, – well, he won't be playing. I think he might have been injured still with a back injury. Um, mm. so during, during the last, you know, he, he never really got over that injury last year. Um, there's no logical reason that the first line shouldn't have stayed Kreider's advantage at Bushnevich. There's none. There's no. literally no logical reason. You're was, right. And, and I know Greg has beaten that drum for like what a year. They were the most I'm dynamic gonna, three forwards on the Rangers. Get ready. Together I'm gonna, get ready. I'm going to beat it for another year too, because it's not going to happen just because AV's a fucking idiot. But I, I think, won't be, I, I won't be shocked if Bushnevich gets buried again and to be to, to be honest he certainly deserves top six minutes over jimmy vc well i was gonna say if you really want an apt rookie comparison for leah sanderson i would i would expect him to do no more than what jimmy vc did last year and i i honestly would be hard pressed to say he'd be able to do better he's gonna struggle because he's gonna play center that's a much harder position to play than wing leah sanderson is not going to have a easy time this year if he's playing third line center, third line center is no joke. Like that's a pretty big responsibility on an NHL team, especially one like the Rangers that fancies themselves cup contenders. Leah Anderson's going to get his teeth kicked in for at least 30 games next year. Uh, yep. And then probably hit a rookie wall, right? I mean, that's pretty much what happens to most everyone. That happens to everybody. Even Brady Shea hit the rookie wall last year. There were like 10 games last year where Brady Shea did not escape backwards. It was pretty bad. Exactly. And Brady Shea is now overhyped. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the NHL uh, 18 scoring that came out today or the, the whatever you want to call them, the ratings. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He is totally an 83 in a medium elite potential. You will not take this away from me, Ryan. OK, I will take that away from you, but I will take what I will take to you is Shattenkirk is also an 83. Brady Shea is better than Kevin Shattenkirk. I can't Get even say hell. that. With a straight Get the hell face. out of here. Like, no. what is Brady thinking? Brady Shea was like a 76 last year, yeah. and he was listed as defensive defenseman. Okay, that's, well, that's so just not EA, true. EA has no idea what they're talking about. But, like, like Chattenkirk's the real deal. We all agree about that, right? No no one's fighting that that battle, he's, that he's, like, some underrated or, like, he's overrated, I mean, uh, defenseman. But yet EA just has the balls to come out and be like, yeah, Sh- Brady Shea and Chattenkirk are pretty much the same player. There's points? a possibility that EA doesn't watch hockey. <laughs> this is, this is possibility. pretty true. That, that was we, what I thought. We need 2K to come back, so there's some competition. Can I, <laughs> can I go on a side rant real quick? Because I'm going to do it because it's my podcast. Um, there's no EA NHL games for PC. Now, I understand if you're a console person out there. I have there's There hasn't been a PC NHL game in like 10 years. Do you know what their excuse for that is? No, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. They don't want people to – they don't want to put a game out on PC because people will just update the rosters and they won't buy the new games. That's fair. And to be fair, I still play NHL 2004 on PC with updated rosters, and it's still a pretty good game. I should do that because I – Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. Also, there's online play. It's pretty fucking awesome. Really? 
Yes. Are we no, right? there's a whole go to NHL 04 rebuild. There's a whole community of people who've been doing this for years. I kind of want to. I, I have a lot of stuff to do in the next month, but I think after that I might take take you up on that because that sounds. Yeah, been, hit me hit me up. We can play each other. I've been like looking for a game to play on my PC because I don't have a, an Xbox or a PS4 anymore because I'm PC Master Race now, and I'm just over it. And I, I really want to play a hockey game, and I can't. There's none, and I I, I don't literally really the only the only thing I ever turned my PS4 on for is to play NHL. I just don't see a reason anymore. I don't. I don't have it. I play Overwatch on the PC. I play PUBG on the PC. I play a bunch of other games. Uh, Hearthstone. I can do on my phone. Like you know, I'm nerding out here. But uh, thank you for listening. Any, anytime I think I need a new video game, I just play Out of the Park Baseball and lose myself for a week oh and realize God. I don't need to play another video game. Out of the Park Baseball yeah. is one of the serious time sucks of our generation. Eastside Hockey Manager for me. I didn't Eastside like. Hockey I didn't like Eastside that much. I tried. No, you didn't like it. I, it was like a little. It, it did had it lost a lot of the features that Out of the Park had. Um, I, I don't know. I couldn't get into it as much. I tried. I'm not. I'm not as much of a baseball guy as you guys are. I've never played Out of the Park. Oh, I, I know. I'm, I'm being really nerdy right now, but it's like Sims. It's like spreadsheet simulator orgasm heaven. It's incredible. It's, it's, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy incredible. it right now. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, you could do anything. Too. <laughs> it's it's the best. All right, enough uh, blowing Out of the Park. Unless you want to keep going. Well, I was just saying, like, the fact that they have every minor leaguer. And when I say every minor leaguer, I mean they have the active rosters for, like, Gulf Coast League teams. It's Wait, really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They have every player in Out of the Park is a real-life player. And the first draft class that you're able to draft is the real draft class. Oh, it's only 40 bucks. Yeah, they do an end-of-season sale. This, uh, this actually should be cheaper than that. It should be like 20 can, bucks. Can I, can I trade Neil Walker back to the Mets, please? Yeah, you can. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it starts with Neil Walker on the Mets because it doesn't update rosters. It gives you the rosters that you had on opening day. Oh, that's good. Neil Walker's never going to leave the Mets then. He's going to stay there forever. I mean, I I have so many out-of-the-park baseball stories. They're all ridiculous and great. Uh, the game is just wonderful. And you it's can do, fantastic. You, there's no like actual playing baseball for everyone listening. Like you guys are real nerds, and we know. Thanks. Um, but it is you can like sort of make managerial decisions and be a GM, all that, etc. All right, enough of that. Can I, can, I ask, can I ask one question? Yeah, shoot. It, who do you think if the Rangers are out of a playoff spot by the trade deadline, are they sellers? Who do they sell? Nash. That that's my question. Nash is definitely. They don't one. have any. That's the thing. That like the Rangers are in a weird spot where if they're not competitive, they don't really have, they, they have one piece to trade in. It's Rick Nash. It's everyone else on this. Team. I guess in a theory, in a, you could trade Kevin Hayes. Uh, you could trade JT Miller. I don't know why you would, tra- I, I, I wouldn't trade Miller, even if they struggle, unless he's, I'm very, even if he's having a bad year, his value would crater. I'm very against um, trading JT Miller ever. I'm, but if you're, if, if the Rangers crater, I mean, Kevin Hayes is going to be doing a new contract at the end of this year. So you could trade him. Uh, I think it's safe to say Rick Nash, unless he takes a big discount, probably isn't coming back next year. So Rick Nash him. isn't coming back. I have a second question. Uh, Dowie, Carlson, and McDonough are all UFA in 2019. Who do you, you think McDonough comes back? Yes. Or do you, yeah. Do you okay? So you think McDonough comes back? I think he I signs. Think they, I think they extend. I think they extend him before he reaches free agency. I think the exact same thing. I think they extend him. You don't think they'll be stupid and try and get Dowdy or Carlson instead? God. Oh, I think they'll be. I think they'll try and do that anyway. It's called they're going to buy out Mark Stahl. They still have a, They still have the cham- the bullet in the chamber. They can create more cap space anytime they want. You have a massive. Here's the thing: when Rick Nash walks away, are the Rangers going to just repurpose that salary immediately? I don't think so. 
I think the Rangers are going to hold that salary for another year, roll it over with Mark Stahl being bought out, and then I think they're going to make a big run at – I honestly – I I would love Carlson, but the Rangers seem like an organization that would go after Dowdy. I don't disagree with that. Guys, but Carlson, Carlson in a Rangers jersey minutes. would be too much. Can you, can you imagine Carlson McDonough Carlson? Under, he shouldn't take a contract under 10 and a half. Like, that's the thing. He, I'd he give it to him, though. I know, I would too. That's, but if you're the Rangers, I don't know if you do. I think the Rangers are like, we could either give Carlson 10 and a half or we could give Dowdy 8, and I think they give Dowdy the 8. Uh, I wouldn't give Dowdy $8 million. Mm, don't get excited. The Rangers will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be a fun time. I mean, he's but, obviously but yeah, a good player, to, but... To, to answer your question, I think there is a logical and not pipe dream scenario where Ryan McDonough and Drew Daddy could both be on the Rangers. I don't see how the Rangers let McDonough walk. I get, I think it's much more likely the Rangers extend McDonough and let Nash walk without really replacing him. Than would would you rather? Would you rather they make a hard play for one of Carlson or Dowdy, or would you rather they throw a shitload of money at John Tavares? I mean, I'd rather have. I'm honestly maybe one of the biggest. Um, smarks for Carlson. I think he's one of the top five players in the NHL. And Tavares, don't get me wrong, elite offensive piece, not a top five player in the NHL. I 100. I, I think would... Carlson might be a top twenty player of all time. So, he's so good. that was a hot take. You think? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking it back. That's crazy. Yeah, I, he's he's so good. I, I, he's, yeah. he's that good, Ryan. He's unbelievable. I know. He, imagine, he beat us by himself, Carlson. dude. I watched. <laughs> he, he had no feet. He had one good he had foot. One foot. He crushed us. Oh my god! Just like if you don't get if you don't get horny thinking of McDonough, Carlson, Shattenkirk, Shea. Oh my god! Oh my god! Literally, Stop. you know what? Literally, I would I would allow Mark Stahl to play by himself on the third line <laughs> if you Carlson. I it's a pipe dream, and it, we're so far away from it. Actually, we're really not that far. When I really think, no, about 2019 it. is really close, and then we're gonna have a lockout. That's the awesome. year before the lockout, right? Yeah, so. 2020 lockout. Mark your calendars. Guys, if you yeah. thought Blue Shirts Breakaway was really good this summer when we had no Rangers news, wow. Wait till the lockout. You're going to be pumped. It's, it's going to be-, be awesome. I'm going to come out. I'm going to come on and make everybody pick KHL teams, and Ryan's going to slowly plot a suicide. That's pretty much it. It's going to be the worst. I, uh, I just shiver thinking about it. As two, three minutes ago, three minutes, three seconds ago, I was shivering for other reasons. Now it's just in disgust. It's cool. You can come visit know. me in Europe. I mean, I look, I, I look forward, I look forward to that NHL lockout because it'll mean Matt Harvey isn't a mess. I'll have, I'll have uh, restored faith in humanity. Will Jason, let's let's, will let's Jacob, talk about the Mets. Will Jacob Degrom still let's be in it? No. Yes. Oh. Yeah, he's not a free agent. He's not a free agent until after 2020. He's not. So at the very minimum, he'll be. Oh yeah, no, he's a Met forever. Like it's un- and when he becomes a free agent, he's like 32. Wait, that can't be right. When did he it, sign? Yeah, uh, look it up. He didn't sign it. it the, he didn't debut until. 2014, and the Mets have six years of control. Oh my! So he's God. a Met until after the 2020 season. You're, Rip Jacob Degrom. You're right. He has arbitration up to 2020. That's crazy. Yep. Guy makes four million dollars. Damn. Poor that guy. That was his first year of arbitration last year. All right. So he'll he's make- due for a bigger. If the Mets are smart, they they extend him and buy out one year of free agency. Can, can I? How do you? How are you feeling about Cespedes right now, Greg? Fine. Fine. Yeah, me too. A lot of people are having Cespedes hot takes. I'm not that upset about it. No. One. First of all. Uh, anyone who's saying it, it was a bad move to bring Cespedes back, uh, no, because then who, who the fuck's playing left field for the Mets? Uh, nobody. Second, you whatever happens with Cespedes, it, it's fine because we had 2015 and 2016. 
Like, I, it almost doesn't matter what Cespedes does at this point. I'm very happy with what he's been as a Met. This year, the Mets aren't any better this year with a healthy Cespedes. This year, ended, this year ended when Syndergaard blew out his arm and the rest of the pitching staff died. It, the offense has never been the problem. The Mets have hit regardless of who's been in the lineup. The Mets' problem the entire year is the bullpen was atrocious and the starting rotation was somehow worse. Is is there more of a paper tiger in baseball right now than the Washington Nationals? Oh, they're going to lose in the first round again. It's going to be great. Right. Like, everybody's talking about them winning the National League East, and I'm like, it's literally the weakest division there, in baseball. The Braves were, I think the Braves have spent the most time in second place this year in the National League East. That wouldn't surprise me. It's bad. The National League East has been the worst division in all of baseball, maybe in baseball history. It's it's outside of the Nationals. It can't, it's that been, can't be true. That's a large statement. Can you think, can you think of a worse division? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, uh, the West a couple of years ago, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I guess they did the Giants, so it's not like, hmm. I feel like that division was a bunch of mediocre teams just beating up on each other. The National League East is legitimately bad. Yeah, it's like the Phillies bad. have the worst record in the baseball. The Mets have, I think, the fifth worst record in baseball. Hey, Mike Stanton, uh, Giancarlo. I know. I'm calling him Mike for uh, of the National years. League East. Only one team is above 500. Yeah. It's the Nationals. Yeah, of course. It's the Nationals with. Uh, oh, can, can you tell me? Can you tell me where the Phillies are right now? Yeah, Ryan? they are. I think 40 games out of first, and they're like 48 and 97 or something crazy. They are 54. And eighty nine. It's not great. No. Holy shit. They've been bad, but they haven't. Been, the Phillies haven't been trying this year. The thing that sucks is I thought the Phillies were going to take a step this year, and they went the exact wrong. The step edge. is next year. They have Rise Hoskin now. They have guys coming up. Sixto Sanchez coming in the uh, the prospect line. Look at me knowing baseball. It's really it's know. really hard to watch the Marlins. Honestly, it's just sad. My fear my fear with the Phillies is I once thought they had pitching. I don't think they have pitching. No, they sure don't. They don't. Vince Velasquez fell off the face of the earth. Aaron Nola has been fine. But Aaron Nola has not been what I thought Aaron Nola would be. You wait for Sixto Sanchez, bro. Great name. First of all, Sixto. Great. Uh, guy's like 19 years old, throws like 102 miles per hour. He's coming. It's fine. The Mets have Sixto Torres, so we'll be all right. Sixto Torres. Dom, Dom Smith hype. I'm all in on that Dom hey, Smith. Hey, the Padres have yeah. uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. So. If you're all in on the Dom Smith hype, get excited for him to be a Cincinnati Red next year. Ah, no! Yep. Don't do my, this to my, me. My, my my massive Mets hot take is Joey Votto will be a Met on opening day. No! Yep. I don't want Joey Votto. That's, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Uh, no, because he'll just uh, – I can't do this again with the Mets trade for somebody and then they immediately become garbage. No, Joey Votto's The thing like, is, God, Joey, Votto's, Joey Votto's stats age. Like, that's the thing. He's, an his, he's, his he's going to be good until he's 41. J- Joey he's Votto not- will play three games for the Mets, break his left ankle, and then get shot on his way to the hospital and never play again. Classic Queens. Yeah, but that's the Mets. Yeah. I, I honestly my, – my big Met hot take is t- t- uh, Votto has six years, 157 left on his contract. Uh, he's 34. So you can see a scenario where the Reds want to walk away from that deal, especially since they're – Regardless of how you think the Reds are progressing, they're not going to be competitive next year, in my mind. No, Votto's being wasted on the Reds, but is going to the Mets really a better situation for Votto? Yes, he's 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 a Sandy Alderson wet dream. Like it's if there's any player, if there's any player that best defines what Sandy Alderson wants in a baseball player, it's Joey Votto. Do you know about the so Joey Canadian, Votto pop out stat? Right? He like popped out only he didn't pop out a single time like an entire year. It's ridiculous. He's unbelievable. He's the the status. So the Reds were just in New York, obviously, and. The stat is uh, Joey Votto has a plus 45 walk to strikeout rating, which is best in baseball. Second best is Justin Turner at plus two. 
I, I, I'm reading Joey Votto's Wikipedia page. This is one of my favorite thing. In high school, he also played basketball, and as a starting point guard, once scored 37 points in a game. Yeah, Joey Votto is like is is Mike Trout but older, uh, and not as appreciated as much. Mike Trout's a living god, but Joey Votto's a step below him. It's really Joey Votto should do the weather. Uh, well, Mike Trying. Trout's got that covered. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't 100 percent know what a Joey Votto to the Mets trade looks like, but it definitely includes, in my mind, uh, Travis Darno, Dom Smith, and two pitching prospects. Rosario's so, not going anywhere. Rosario's said, no. no. Rosario's the one guy they won't trade, but I think the um, who who's who's going to be the catcher? Sapesky for the Mets. It is probably if they I if they don't trade Darno, it'll be Darno and Ploiecki. If they do trade Darno, it'll be Ploiecki and whatever veteran bet they want to sign. They could sign Alex Avila. No bad though. Avila's Ploiecki's bad. I don't like Ploiecki. Ploiecki's been good since he's been called up. He's actually I I've warmed on Ploiecki in his last six weeks. I'm still not a fan. I don't buy. I him. trust. I honestly trust Ploiecki more than I trust Darno. I trust me more than I trust Darno. That's not saying much. Yeah, I I'm ready to walk away from Darno. You play catcher in high school, right? You you could be a catcher for the Mets. Oof. I I mean. I could definitely get hurt like Met catchers do. That's yeah, sure. how bad are your knees right now? It's not my knees I'm worried about. It's that hamstring. It never heals, <laughs> I'm telling you. The, the infamous ride home. All right. Oh, my God. We have to go record a but second yeah, podcast. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, we do. We uh, do. And I'm sure we'll talk more about the Mets and that podcast. Too. We will. Uh, is, is James hanging out? We, we can do it solo for those. Uh, James, uh, you tell me. I can hang out if you want me to hang out. All right. James, looks like you're hanging out, man. Cool. All right, uh, we're going to go record our next week's podcast right now. I will be in Europe this week. I promised people I wouldn't talk about it. But please, follow me on my Instagram uh, to follow all the things going to happen. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I might be blacked out somewhere. So please, my Instagram is Mead. my name, Mead. Follow me there. Uh, I will be posting food and a bunch of other bullshit. So see you there. I know, I know, ex- I know exactly what's going to happen. Vinny is going to get so drunk he gets on a train and ends up in freaking Paris. Yeah, I'm going to have to follow uh, Mike, Mike is just going to go on his own solo adventure in Germany. You are going to have an orgy, Don't and George is going to find some, George is going to find some cats to hang out with. Yeah, that's like pro- literal cats. Literal like cats. Not, yeah, not like cool people. Cats, like little cats. All right, that'll you be my. Nice. Cool cats. You had me at orgy. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Instagram at Orion Mead, and also follow us on Twitter at Bushwick Break. We'll be back next week with a mailbag that we're going to record now that we got everyone's questions for. Uh, let's go over there. Bye-bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.